0: Christina, and welcome to come sit with me. Much like many of you, I have loved and lost, felt pain and grieved. I have found solace in creativity and tea. Join me as we talk about all of this and working through it to be our best selves. So let's brew some tea, pull up a chair, lock arms, and chat. Again, welcome to Come Sit With Me. Hello, welcome back to Come Sit With Me. We're on episode number eight. How are you? I'm back with Jack.
1: Hello.
0: And tonight we are discussing all things relationships.
1: Yes, we are.
0: Yep, so buckle up. Who me? Um, everybody. Um, so we'll start off tonight with.
1: Well, just tell him. I mean, originally we were gonna get, go down a different path, but since it's relationships, and uh, we had, uh, you know, a fight, not physical, but definitely uh, a little bit of yelling and screaming um see Harley doesn't want us to talk about it I know I don't know I thought we I thought we had a pivot because it was uh fresh Yep. You know?
0: I agree I agree because some people think that just because everything on the outside looks one way it's it's that way and it's not right so it's good to like peel the curtain back and look look to what's real and not what's, you know, Instagram perfect or,
1: so know. we're gonna be vulnerable. Oh,
0: yes, I hate that word, but anyway, I'm just gonna keep here uh, sipping on my um, my pink grapefruit and Saint Germain's to get through this one. A little yeah, bit.
1: what was that? You were. It looked like you had about fourteen alcohols lined up, <laughs> and you were mixing. And you're like, "Don't go in the fridge." I'm working here.
0: I I was brewing some pink grapefruit tea, and then I do about four and a half ounces of that with.
1: Oh, you said? Are you making a drink for this discussion tonight? <laughs> <laughs> and I said, absolutely.
0: <laughs> so I, um, yeah. So pink grapefruit with, um, like I don't know, like five six ounces, and then like uh, an ounce and a half of absolute mandarin and an ounce and a half of saint germain's with um three quarters of an ounce of contour and then um my homemade uh summer berry simple syrup shaken not stirred and uh poured in a pink tumbler like a pink yeti tumbler so get through this nice nice okay so let's let's talk about You don't well,
1: care what I'm drinking.
0: I well everyone in the world knows you're drinking Diet Coke and Jack cuz there's just Gentleman Jack.
1: Today is a double.
0: Oh, okay. Here we go. Gloves off. So, let's talk about relationships and so today we were I was I did all this research and had everything ready to go on relationships after kids move out and the empty nest uh couple and what they are going through and how to stay on course. Cause I'm in a couple of groups on Facebook and we, I see a lot of, you know, sad posts about, oh, the kids have moved out and my marriage is blah, blah. Right. So this morning, all uh, hell broke loose in the Purvis household and we, we don't fight like this. Maybe every two years, maybe.
1: Yeah, very rarely.
0: And it was a... It seems
1: like, because we don't really fight in general either. Yeah. I think we disagree and we're like, whatever, and then we agree to disagree and we're like, fine with it. Right. But uh, for some reason, these kind of fizzle and explode, to your point, every couple of years.
0: Right. And so, you know, I, what we're talking about is, you know, why, why do we fight? And there are so many factors that you can't say if we were back in the normal world, there would be outside factors of why we're fighting, but we're not in the normal world. We're in COVID, We're, we're not going out. There's no, um, outside influences to making us fight it it just was a fight and I feel like sometimes there's triggers and how do you avoid someone's triggers first of all right and then how do you communicate when you're When you're upset about something, because I am horrible at this, like if I, if you upset me and hurt my feelings, I won't say anything, but I'm like the best scorekeeper ever and I keep a tally in my head so that way I can pull it out of my back pocket when needed. And so I guess I want to start back at, it's like, why do couples fight? Why do you think couples fight first of all? Do, do you think it's a communication thing? Do you think
1: it's... Yeah, I think most of the time it's it's some type of miscommunication, which we finally got to with ours, right? Because I made an assumption about something and came after you about it, and then later you said, that's not at all what I said. So it was definitely, um, you know... Um, Miscommunicating in some way. Right. For, I don't know, and this is the tough thing, right? Of hundreds of reasons. Either someone s- thinks they said something and they didn't. Right. Or someone doesn't hear what was said. Right. And it, w- and it was, in fact, said. Right. And then the question is, you know, unless we uh, pull up the, uh, you know, the Siri archives for everything <laughs> that's being recorded, you know, maybe this is. <laughs> Those people that listen to the recordings from Siri, maybe we need to call them and go, wait, <laughs> you can clarify this for us. But All just right?
0: remember the people that are on Siri, he owns an Android, so you'll always be on my side.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, then we'll call the Google folks, right? <laughs> but you know, because my point is right, we then we reflect back and we're like, No, I was certain of one thing. You were certain of another thing. Right. And like that's an you know, a rock in a hard place, that's an right. immovable barrier, that's an impossible situation because I think in both of our heart of hearts we believed what we believed. Right. And you know, both in our scenario, both can't be true. Right. Because they were so different. Right. And so boom. Right to me it's it's Perfect storm. miscommunication. Well right. it's miscommunication, right? Right. Somewhere, something broke
0: right right and i think <clears throat> i think there's no you know like there's these marriage courses and marriage connection camps that you can go to right and i know that one of the big topics is how to fight fair and i i i have a hard time with this because when you're in the heat of an argument and you are full on like boxing gloves on and your guards up. I don't know if fighting fair goes out the window or if, if, for instance, me, like, oh, you're not going to fight fair? Well, then I'm not going to fight fair. And then it just makes the argument that much worse. So now it's magnified because that emotion is is driving. Instead of being calm, cool, and collected, now your emotion is driving this argument. Now the emotions behind it all of like, you know, you have that little devil sitting on your shoulder, whispering what you should say instead of the angel whispering in your ear, saying, listen with your heart, with what they're saying to you. You've got this little devil going, yeah, but remember this one time when he did this? And then you're, then you've escalated, right?
1: Yeah, but I don't even like to think about fighting fair. I like to think about resolving the problem, you know, Um, and I I don't even know where to go with what you're saying Um, because, like I said, I don't I don't enjoy the fighting part. What I want to do is get to clarification of whatever the miscommunication was and resolve it. But I think the other problem with that adds to miscommunication is that we have our own experiences that drive the perception of the communication. Correct. If that makes sense, right? That's so like what our our separation of communication and connection today, you know, where I was coming at you from was driven by history that I'd experienced with you. Even though you had said, that's not what I was referring to. I was referring to this other thing. But I couldn't let that go because I had all that history. And I thought it was, you know, I thought it was about that particular topic. And I don't, the thing is, I want to discuss this. I just don't want to uh, go into like minute personal details here. Right. No, no. Between you and me, but. But try and do enough and say enough here to kind of make this useful,
0: you know? Right, right.
1: And so that was the problem, I think, was that you were saying it's not that, the way I was interpreting the communication. But I was saying, no, but like this is not the first time. So, you know, so it has to be about that. Right. And, you know, it ended up being about something entirely different, right? That we came to by the time we were done. But um, yeah, I think miscommunication is the biggest part. And, you know, interpreting words and, and phrases and body language is just, you know, it goes through the filter of when you begin the battle to your point, fighting fair or not, you know when the battle starts or ensues, you know you start to filter things differently. Um, right. Yeah, I don't. I don't have a better way to articulate that.
0: So in my background, because I come from a more of an HR background, a couple of things that we were walked through and taught is that escalation, and a good example is when you when you're looking for a parking space. It's Christmas time and you want to go to the mall and you're waiting for that parking spot and that person's pulling out and you've waited and your blinker's on and you're like, everything's great. The person pulls out and someone swooshes in and steals your parking spot. There's a couple of ways you can handle it. You can get out of your car and pound the other person. You can find another parking spot and go key their car. You can block their car. You can just
1: four-wheel drive over the top with my Jeep.
0: Right or you can just release and say i guess they needed that spot more than me and then you'll see there was a parking spot better for you up closer to the entrance and this than this spot right but how quickly do you escalate do you go you know do you go up the ladder so quick now that you're on top of the building screaming or do you how many rungs do you go up to get angry and how can you pull that back in time before the whole thing explodes. And this is for all kinds of conflict. It's for you know professional conflict, it's at work, it's for friendships, for whatever. And the one thing I kept thinking today when we were fighting is I didn't say that. All I said was this, and now you've already burned down half the village. And I thought with my body language, I was like, Uncle, I'm done. And you didn't see that and didn't hear that because I wasn't vocal with it. And there's another thing that comes into fights that, of course, escalating a fight and not coming back down. And that, that part of the escalation is the fighting fair, It's taking a deep breath, counting to 10, and trying your best to calm down. The second is triggers. And we talked about this. Like, who owns the trigger? I, like I said, is 70-30. I think 70% of triggers is owned by the person that has the trigger because you need to deal with that trigger. Whatever that trigger is, you need to deal with it and you need to go back and, like, comb through, like, what it, what is it about this particular word, instance, memory that triggers you? But the other 30% is to your partner, because if you know that that is going to make that person angry or that's a hurtful comment or that's just an area you stay away from and you continue to go back, well then you're just a jerk and you're looking to fight. And so yeah. how do you navigate the triggers?
1: Well, for for me today, you know, that 30% responsibility comes with knowledge. I had, no knowledge of that particular trigger with you until at the very end of our fight slash makeup, whatever, um, you told me, right? I had no idea. You had never signaled, you know, that that was a trigger for you or anything, a vulnerability or whatever. You had use that term. So... Um I just, you know, the thirty percent only can come after the person right. is aware of it.
0: Right. Oh, exactly. But if you never say anything and, and I'm very guarded. Like I don't like showing a softer side of myself. I don't I don't like crying in front of people. I, I don't like that because it just in my mind it shows that I'm weak. It shows that I um, have a chink in my armor that is easy to go after. There's a vulnerability there that um, that a sword could go through pretty fast. So I try to keep that, um, as Aaron would call it, the bad bitch <laughs> defense up all the time. And that's not good when it comes to saying, hey, you hurt my feelings. And you're like, you're a bad bitch. Why would that hurt your feelings? Nothing hurts your feelings. At all ever like nothing I can't say one thing that you would bat your eye at and be like whatever because you just are like you're you're just stone when it comes to certain things and I don't like having that it doesn't matter with who it is right I don't like being that yeah, vulnerable
1: that, that I think that's a problem right. for relationships right because also like we've been married a long time. Right. right, or at least together a long time, and then right. married also for a long time, and for you to kind of, you know, quite frankly, to be talking about this now, that there are, you know, things that you haven't revealed or that you won't, uh, be vulnerable with me, right? That's challenging, right? For right. sure, right? Because right. I'm not just your friend, and I'm not just your coworker, right? 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 So.
0: And because it's a fear, right? So again, that's 70% mine. And that goes back to if I am vulnerable, if I am honest, right? And I say to you, when X happens, it makes me feel like I'm not enough. So do me a favor, just, just go on this journey with me. Repeat the words, I'm not enough. Just repeat them and see how that feels.
1: It's not in my vocabulary. Just do it. Oh, I'm not enough.
0: How does that make you feel?
1: Uh, I'm numb to it because I'll be honest with you, I've never right thought that about myself. Right. In my literally in my whole life.
0: Right. Right. But if you were to close your eyes, take a deep breath, and say, I, "I'm," and feel generally feel like, "Oh, I'm not enough." That's defeating right and i've worked we should a,
1: reverse this and you right. should we well, should take a breath and you should say i am enough
0: right i am enough right right but i've been the worst critic the worst friend when i look in the mirror i see every single flaw that even most people wouldn't see i see the flaw and i'll pick it apart and so for me to Say this out loud, I feel like I've come so far, and a lot of it is my personal development reading, right? You can't dream no. big if you've got a box of a, a pocket of rocks in your pocket and you're drowning. You're going to float to the bottom. You're going to sink to the bottom. You're not going to float to the top. So in order to have a big dream and succeed at having a happy life and a big dream, you have to get rid of the rocks in your pockets. And so that is saying out, out loud, hey, that's 50 years old sometimes certain things make me feel like I'm not enough and I and I have to say when I said that to you the look on your face was absolute shock that I said that out loud you were shocked yep and I felt like I shouldn't have said that immediately I was like I shouldn't have said that now like my secret's out now I'm like stuck in this spot, and I think that's where, if you don't have a strong partnership, if if I didn't feel a hundred percent safe, right? Imagine like you feel that way, and you're not in a safe spot, or you don't feel safe with your partner,
1: right? Because then you feel like I might use that exactly against you, right?
0: And so or, I was, which
1: like, is totally the opposite, right? Right that you because you know me right pretty well, right? Um, that now I go, oh crap, okay, right. Now I know, you know, right? Uh, more about you and things that I can help with, and and not do or say that might trigger that, right, for you.
0: And that not enough. It's an angry monster, and it's always hungry, looking to be fed, right? It all it loves to be fed. Oh, you look horrible today. Oh, your hair is a mess. Oh, you're you're so fat. You know, you'll never be able to do that because you're not that smart. You're not. You're not really that smart. You're not good enough, right? So that monster loves hearing that, and it just feeds on it, right? And so mm-hmm. I have to learn to not feed it anymore, and to be open and vulnerable, and be like, because when I'm vulnerable and open, and I say this to some in a safe place, in a safe environment where I feel like it won't be used against me, it, 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 it kills the monster. Yeah and i have to learn to really keep killing that monster because you know it it bleeds to everything in my life sometimes when i feel overwhelmed that i'm not enough so i think when 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 you're in a when you're in a marriage in a relationship and you do have these vulnerabilities or these feelings of being not enough, or not confident, or whatever that is, you have to open up and and talk about it. That's what was going on on the stairs when I was sitting on the stairs. That's what I was thinking about. Was there was nothing else, but uh, I have to get this out, and I don't even know what to say. Right. So how do you how do you come back from that? It is uh, where you s- see the strength in a relationship and a strength in a marriage because when i said those words you did you looked like at first you were like you were like bullshit and then you saw how like upset i was and i think it like was oh my god there's something here that sh- it's real right and I think that's a time where you take the hand and go, okay, this is easy for you. This is right. easy. This is so this is so easy. This is nothing that I thought it would be. This is super easy. Where to me, I just shared like my darkest thing. It's not that easy. I can't breathe. And you're like, I got this. Like, just take my hand, let's go. We'll work it out. That's the easy thing. But what if you didn't let let's let's go opposite, right? What if you really felt like you weren't enough and you thought it was the marriage that made you not enough and you went outside your marriage to feel to to feel better? That is that is horrible. Oh, yeah. Right? I think yeah. I think that's where the cracks in marriage start is if you don't feel like you're enough, if you don't feel like you're in it to win it and you can trust your partner enough with this thing, then You need to take a step back.
1: Is that not enough kind of feeling? I don't want to, you know, make it a sexist thing, but is that like a a female thing or is that, does everybody kind of feel that? And I don't know, you know, I don't, I don't want to come off as like this cocky dude here, but for some reason, I've just never like had this confidence issue With anything, and it's not that I've been the best at everything I ever do. It's not even that, like, oh, I'm this highly skilled everything. I've just never look. If I'm if I'm just not good at something as someone else, I'm humble enough to say, great, good for you. But I'm still totally confident in my skills at being, you know, the next best person. Right. Um, Because there are a lot of things that I do think I'm pretty damn good at. Um, But So I don't know if that's unique to just like Jack Purvis and a few other people or is it a a male thing where we feel that or do a lot of males feel that way or?
0: Well, I would say that it's more of a female woman thing than it is a man thing because there's such a perception to be perfect for women, not so much for men, but to be the perfect mom, the perfect wife the perfect worker, the perfect homemaker, the perfect everything, right? And now in the past, we've added, oh my gosh, if your house isn't Pinterest perfect and your career isn't, you're not advancing fast enough and you're not doing X, Y, and Z enough, you're not good enough. And we've fed ourselves these bullshit lies of I have to just take what I get because I'm just not that good or I'm not that enough. And I think that, Perhaps Aaron's generation is the one that's turning the boat to say, no, 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 no. We are enough. We are. We are more than enough. And reprogramming girls and women to think differently about, you know, how your body looks. You know, like so many women after they have a baby are almost killing themselves to go back to a size zero jeans or, um. You know, trying to like go back to work four weeks rather than six or eight weeks, putting their bodies and their baby's health at risk because they feel that if they don't go back in time, they're risking their jobs. So I think wow. society puts things in on women and some women are just better at coping with it. Other women deal with this silently their entire lives, I think, just from what I've read and um, and just what I've seen, you know, I've done a lot of the books that I read are about how, how do you feel, how to make yourself feel more than enough? You're, you are everything and how to change your mindset. And it's, a, it's tough to reverse that thinking.
1: Here's the interesting thought maybe is that you realize that in your own life, you are everything. Right. You're everything to yourself. Right. And I don't I don't know if I often think that about myself, but look, it's it's all I don't want to say it's all about me, but but it kind of is. It is all about me. It's not it's not this big giant competition. Right. You know, for this and that and the other thing. Cuz there's, you know, hundreds of competitions all over the place, and that's fine if you're competitive and you want to, you know, work out and or figure things out to be the greatest whatever chef or runner or you know bicyclist or whatever those are great endeavors but you know i don't know that you know um that those are defining in your life because the reality is is that most you know 10 years after your death they're going to be remembered only by a couple of people Right. right right um Unless you've done something prolific in terms of writing or right. art or, and, and even with the biking and the competitive part, I mean, you have to do some massive stuff. It's not like, you know, I was my city champion. Right. Because people will not remember that either. Right. So then I, that's why I always kind of focus back on the right now, you know, and you talked about you're having the HR side. I've got more of the accounting side and so I'm more of like the factual right now. Let's, let's work on right now together. Right. Because literally that's all that matters in this moment.
0: Right. Right. And so,
1: you know, on the, on the route of being enough, I mean, I would say that you're plenty, right? Right. We're all plenty for our, for our own lives. And, um. Yeah, I that's all I can think about at the moment.
0: Well, sometimes when I get in the like in the deep end of thinking I'm not enough, I connect it back to am I feeling this way because I'm you know disconnected from my faith because this should be something that I feel like I'm enough because I have a strong faith in God and God should be what fills me up. And I'm more than enough in God's eyes because he made me perfect in his eyes. Yep. So am I moving away from my faith? Am I not being faithful enough? Am I not being, you know, that like whatever enough? Or is it because I have this soundtrack in my head that I have to, to learn to turn off sometimes? And sometimes it gets, la- sometimes it's not that bad and sometimes whatever, right? But there's I, I think the whole I'm not enough it, it plays in everyone's head and that's why people fight because there's something that like with you that triggered you heard something that triggered you like there's something there right that can escalate something he, over the top of a building because there's that overarching I'm not enough I'm not blank or this made me feel blank where mine is i'm vulnerable i feel like when i do when i hear these words or when i feel this way i feel like i'm not enough and i'm a failure so there has yeah. to be that in every and that's why i think people fight and that's why it gets so like passionate on well,
1: mine yeah mine wasn't it was it wasn't enough mine was a, a a characterization of my character with words that you were using that i Felt was a, a huge exaggeration right. of of who I am, right. you know. And uh, again, I don't want to go deep. You you went deep and revealed you, your part. Um, you and know? I think
0: that's important for 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 my listeners to hear yeah. that because I think when you hear another woman say, "I feel like I'm not enough." People will either rally around and go, wait a minute, you are enough. And oh my gosh, I have totally felt that way. I know how you feel. And there, thank God there's someone else in my rowboat because I yeah. felt like I was all alone in this rowboat of not feeling enough. And I'm all alone out here in the not enough boat and there's no one here rowing. And then you look around and you're like, man, we need more lifeboats because we're going to sink. We need to do something about this whole I'm not enough rowboat.
1: Then we we probably should connect it in all fairness then. Mm-hmm. Because where it came from was that um with Christina and I is that if I, if I was critical of something, which I am aware is in my character, that I'm not critical in necessarily a negative way, but just critical in terms of let's do the best job we can. That's what I always look at is hey, is this really the best job we can do for this particular task? And so this is so your listeners understand how right. deep your I'm not enough goes. Christina this morning characterized that. Um and things where I do that, where I say, Hey, you know, let's say we're looking at paint, you know, does the does what do you think of my paint job? Well, it looks a little bit out of alignment here. You know, maybe we'll have to redo that or something. You know, that type of characterization. Christina said that she had PTSD. (laughs) And so, no, I I wouldn't even laugh at it. It was
0: wrong words. Where
1: Jack took that from, right, from uh, especially sensitivity to, I mean, I love women in general. I've got two daughters and I've got my wonderful wife. Like in a million years, I would never hurt in any way physically or otherwise. Um, and, but when she characterized me, her experiences with me as having PTSD, that's where the fight began because right. I was like, whoa, whoa, hold on a second here. You know, they, you're not talking about me. You must be talking about somebody else <laughs> right? because yeah, I can be critical, but PTSD, are you kidding me? Right. Um, so then, that was really the, the that was crux. the
0: escalation point. That
1: was the crux of the battle, because right. then it was just went boom, 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 boom. But then the end point was what Christina described, where she said, "You know, um, I feel like I'm not enough." And so then I was like, "That was the faces she was referring to earlier." Is that? Then I was like, "Oh, so if I do." have a level level of criticality or criticism for any kind of work, you know, the food we eat or anything, even if I'm like, Oh, the, the chicken's a little dry, um, which she's a fabulous cook. But what I've realized is if I say those things, those are going to her gut. And, and it's like an arrow. Now I realize that. So just like she's going to work on her confidence, I can also, not, I, I can be super careful with the way that I say things. So anyway, right. so now it's kind of on the table. We didn't go into into the details of the conversation, but at least kind of where it sprung from, right? Right. right. Um, and how we got it circled, hopefully to a close. But right. I mean, you know, and we think were it was it was battle royale for right. sure today.
0: And I think it's important for for you know women my listeners especially to say wait a minute oh my gosh that happened last weekend and and i we my fought with my husband all weekend long or oh my gosh i felt that way and i think it's important for you to know that you're not all alone like this is a very normal back and forth to to be open and vulnerable with your husband and say ah oh, time out i I need to I need to show I need to I just need to take off my armor for a minute and let you see who I am. Right? Yeah. And I think that it's important that you know, you do circle around and you do have a moment where you come back together and you're honest. So, I hope that our sharing our fabulous Sunday morning over Memorial Day weekend can help you a little bit. Uh, maybe open up with your husband or actually take a deep dive into feeling better than you did before about feeling, filling your cup, right? Making sure that you are enough and you feel enough. And if you don't feel enough, like if you feel like I need help in that, first of all, you're not alone. Welcome to being a human being. Second, I you can reach out to me um through christinapervis.com and I have a library of books that I've read that have really helped me in my journey and I know I keep going back to these three authors but you know Lisa Turquest is a a wonderful author she wrote a book called Uninvited which really identifies feeling more than enough in a room with other people because you are enough and um Bob Goff I love him um I'm reading his book Dream Big and it is a fabulous book because where you're sitting right now is only where your launch is going to be from. So, just if you feel stuck, it's okay. You're sitting there for a reason. And then, my la- last is Mark Batterson. Such great authors that can, and they're, yes, they're Christian authors, but they can really help leave you feeling more. And there's all kinds of authors that are, that are out there. Sorry, that was my. Oops. my bad (laughs) my timer went off so sorry your alarm my alarm um so i just want to close in in that there's so many ways that let me
1: before you do your close, let me just say for the for the women in terms of the men um we we uh we don't as i've told christina you know it may seem like we're have superpowers or we you know, can feel the force, but we don't always know what's going on. And so things need to be verbalized for mm-hmm. us to get it, at least especially for me, right? To to get to understand what uh, what's going on with you guys. Right. You gotta say it.
0: And and it's all up to us to, to talk the words and to And use our words and at the end of the day be kind to each other because you know that's all we have we can we can go to bed still angry playing what was said earlier or we can flip the script and be like today we learned a lot and it's time to just always be kind to each other so with that said I'm so glad that you could join us tonight and sip with us I um, hope maybe one day you can sip with me and drink some pink grapefruit if you're interested in any of the teas you can always go to christinapurvis.com and purchase any of them there again find my blog and connect with me on social there have a wonderful week and i will see you on the flip side